Hello, and welcome back to Silver Lines Podcast, Episode 7. I am Georgia Revelo. And I'm Joseph Soria. And this is a podcast where we talk about grief. I had my mother pass away a little over a year ago, and Joseph had his father pass away roughly around the same time Mm -hmm. a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago at this point. And every month or so, we get together and we make uh, a podcast where we talk about, well, grief and how we're doing mentally. And and we also do a new activity every new month. Activity. We check an item off our bucket list and yes. use that as a starting point. So what was our item for, uh, and this is also a catch-up episode because it's currently yes. September 2019. And this is, is the episode for July 2019. It is July Wink, wink. Yes. I did the same joke in the last episode. So, George, what was our bucket list item that we checked off it for was, July 2019? It wasn't, there was no item. We just... It was, but it was, it was unintentional. It was an unintentional item. We missed a flight coming T- back from together. a job. Yeah, together. <laughs> we just happened to be together. We almost missed two in a row. Yes. So. Oh, God. Yeah, we were working... Uh, <laughs> We were working in Virginia. We were working in Virginia for like some car commercial. For a car commercial. For, uh, for and to quickly summarize, me and George are camera technicians in the film industry. Yes. Uh, so we were working in Virginia. Uh, we finished everything. We finished roughly like one in the morning. Had to catch a, a four a.m. six a.m. flight. A six a.m. flight. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. had to be at the airport by four a.m. Yeah, we had to be there by four a.m. Said we got there at four forty-five. We got there around four. 30, 30 but our, our equipment PA with the equipment did not there. get there till like 4:45 and those 15 minutes completely ruined our day well we still got um we'll get to that uh so we end up getting our equipment we're flying american airlines just stressing that boo and so we end up waiting in line to check in all our stuff all our equipment we get to the front of the line for some reason, the computers decide to freeze. <laughs> then both computers that the lady was working on freeze. And both. so she's struggling to figure out what's wrong with them. She could not figure it out. There's so a giant did, line behind us. There's a giant line forming behind us. And we're the assholes up front holding up the line. And like s- 10, 15 cases of yeah, equipment. Yeah, yeah, of equipment. So we keep checking our... Checking our cl- the clock to see how long we have because we still have to go to TSA. So we, so she eventually like gives us the tags and everything. We start checking them in slowly. We start putting, we start uh, just carting them away. Mm-hmm. And so we get done with that. We rush over to TSA. <laughs> we rush over and we, I think we just kind of skipped and went to the front of the line. I what TSA? We, oh, we took the TSA preline. Yeah, we took didn't the even check. Yeah, they didn't even check us. We just went because we, we were, like, we were so it. much we're in so... a rush. And like, if we get in or we have to wait in line, it doesn't matter. So we thankfully they let us in, no questions asked. And, oh, but they stopped my bag. Yeah, of yeah, course. Well, yeah, yeah. So we get through the whole like boarding pass and uh, ID checking. Yeah, we get through that, and then we have to go through the metal detector and the X-ray machine for our equipment or for our carry-ons, carry-ons. and uh, backpacks. We both get flagged. Of course, this was the one time I tried traveling with supplements, which so I had like all your drugs, bottles of protein powder and amino acids, and 
and <laughs> all stupid things that they had to swap. I don't know why you brought them. And then we also I was on a roll. We also did a good workout <laughs> regimen. We also decided to try to bring our podcast equipment to, rec- <laughs> <laughs> to record over there, but Which we, we had, had no time, no on that time job. to do because by the time we were uh, we wrapped, we were dead tired. And we went to the bar. And we went to a bar. <laughs> I introduced George cool. to whiskey sours. Whiskey sours are my. You're welcome, George. Welcome to manhood. Thank you, thank you. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Give me a hell yeah. Uh, So, where were we? Okay, yeah. So, you get flagged first, and then I'm following behind you, and I get flagged. They check all your stuff, and they're like, oh, you have way too many liquids. If all your liquids can't fit in this bag, uh, you can't bring them with you. Yeah. And then you're like... Well, okay. So I just, you just grab a chunk for the TSA of so guy. much of you. Yeah. I just <laughs> threw my whole toiletry bag away. I was like, That was bro, pretty much it. The only thing he kept was, was like his expensive uh, cologne. cologne. Yes. And so he, so he took that and he was like, all right, I'm going to go check to make sure our gate uh, is still open MC, and we're yeah. still boarding. So he goes to check. Meanwhile, I'm stuck at the TSA getting my luggage checked out. They caught and swabbed my podcast equipment for some reason. They Maybe, didn't mind. Well, they do for mine. <laughs> And so then I get a text from you saying, we missed it. By one minute. So By I, one minute. At that point, I ran up to the gate, stormed straight up Macaulay Culkin, um, or Macaulay Culkin's family in Home Alone at the airport. Just ran to the gate, got there. I think I saw them close the gate. <laughs> the door. <laughs> I'm trying to remember correctly. I think I saw them close the door. I was like, wait. <laughs> like... So many people are behind us. Like, is that flight full? And the lady was like, no, half the flight's missing. And I was like, yeah, the computers went down. She's like, sorry, the door's closed. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, there's like, so many people back here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't be mad at her. And she I was, was doing she was her doing her job, you know, and I'm not a, I understand that part. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, like, that's annoying. I was like, fine. Like, before it sells out, what's the next flight? Mm-hmm. And she got me sorted the next flight. I texted you. By that time, you'd yeah. come. And you'd arrived, and I was like, look, we missed it, but the next flight's in, like, another... It, it lands in L.A., like, an hour later. Mm-hmm. Or, an works, hour and a half. Yeah, it so works like, for us. Fine, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, so we... And we turn around, and there's a bar. Yeah, and we were like, okay, look, well, if it lands an hour later, we probably have another hour and a half left, so let's go grab a beer. Morning beer at, like, mm-hmm. 7 a.m. in the morning. Note, we did not check our boarding uh, The new passes. updated boarding pass. We were yeah, like, yes. okay, we, we obviously have time, because the flight yes. lands later. We thought we had time. And so we go up to uh, the bar and grab a, grab some drinks. Grab two large beers. Two large beers and start drinking and then... And eat. Order, and we're then, about to order breakfast. Yeah, and then, we, and then that's when I checked the boarding pass and it said... That's why so our flight was at 6 a.m. <laughs> so they start boarding like what? When they start boarding flights? Like 6.45. Yeah, so the original flight, flight was at 6, uh, 6 a.m. and they started boarding like at 5.45. And they... Closed doors before we got there. Like, and then our new flight started yeah. boarding at 5.55. And at this point, it was like 6.05. And now we did not check until like... And they closed doors like at 6.15 or something. Yeah, they were like super close to closing the doors. And so I look at it, I'm like, I'm going to go check. Because the gate was right next to yeah. the old gate for our old flight. Yeah. And so I go check and I'm like, boarding 5.55. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> And then I, I was, and then I just go back to you. It's like, hey, dude, I think they're boarding our flight. <laughs> <laughs> or they, because there was no one at the gate. Yeah. So I thought the flight wasn't here yet, or yeah, something like too. that. And they were like, oh crap, we're not done with our beers. <laughs> yeah, we were like, wait, it's boarding right now. They're about yeah. to leave, and like, 
they're about to close doors in like so, five minutes. Yeah, the bartender transfers our drinks to go on into go. <laughs> no, cups. so I asked like, oh, like we gotta go. Can I pay out? And and I jokingly asked the <laughs> the bartender. I guess this is another thing to add to the bucket list: try to sneak a beer on a flight. Oh yeah, uh, miss a flight and then sneak a beer on a flight that you almost missed a second time. Well, I asked the bartender, I'm like, hey, can we take these to go? She's like, yeah, people have done it before. I was like, okay, cool. Because I really didn't want to waste half a beer. Yeah. And so we go check in. Oh, we go to the gate and we're like, hey, like, we're here to board. She's like, oh, like, okay, there's barely any seats. You just made it. I was like, we're like, oh my God, thank God. And, and they take her, they give us her tickets to check it. And then we start going down the hallway or the little. Mm-hmm. I think we asked them too. Yeah, the, we asked them, we're like, hey, can we take these? Can we take these on? These beers? They're like, oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and so a second time we were told yeah it's fine and then we started going down we're rushing and then the third time we, we well, who do we have? oh no, no it was a lady it was a lady yeah at at, at the, the door gate. of the plane yeah she like rolled her eyes as soon as we walked up with the beers and, and she's she like, was like oh no you can't you can't bring that on there and I'm, I turn around to you like we can't bring it, we can't bring it on. <laughs> so I start chugging. Oh, and then I told the lady, I'm like, they told us it was fine twice up there, and she's like, you're, and she got mad. She was yeah, like, yeah, oh well, okay, I'm not gonna like make you more mad. So I started chugging, and then we just left it right there in the corner. Yeah, she was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, we're like, pretty okay, much. Sorry, we'll just leave it. And so yeah, we, we just chugged left it half there. of it and left it. Yeah, unfortunate. And then we she had... was so ready to kick us off. Oh, that yeah, flight. definitely. Yeah, that <laughs> flight was packed. Yeah, she and was then, like, you got. So yeah, we had an hour flight to where? Philadelphia? And that, and that doesn't even include the... You had a battery in your bag. They confiscated my bag because it also had a battery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. Oh, my God. I... Okay, but the way, long story short, the event mm-hmm. are that unintentionally, our bucket list item that we checked off <laughs> was we both missed a flight. Yeah, we got to Philadelphia. I ran around. I ran across the entire fucking airport. <laughs> Because you didn't know what a shuttle was. I didn't know what I apparently and I had to go through TSA three times because yeah, my yeah. bag got confiscated. Your bag got confiscated. It had so a battery I, in I it. took your backpack. I was carrying three bags uh, from F to A in Philadelphia Airport, and I was so done and angry and tired. I just I just wanted to go home. Yeah. And so yeah, we fortunately we made our flight, our six-hour flight home to LAX. We get here. And we find out, so our luggage, our personal items made, made it, it fine. Like our equipment, however, of equipment, yeah. did not make the same flight we did. Yeah. So it wasn't going to arrive until later on in the day. Like eight hours later, yeah. And at that point. We were like, screw this. We're, we were done with it. Yeah. And we let the production team handle it and pick mm-hmm. it up and drop it off. Yeah. So that was a fun. That was event of it was a fun bucket list item to cross off of missing a flight yeah i never want to do it again i never want to fly american airlines again what's funny i missed a flight in peru wait i think (laughs) we'll get into that for august episode but on that note um yes so that was a bit of a long one but i liked it um that so much so that was for hate american airlines virginia for our job in virginia Mm -hmm. um but I also want to talk about on that job and we can, this is kind of connecting it, bringing it back to the point of like uh, the process of grief and the original point of this podcast. (laughs) Um, So what we were shooting in Virginia was a kind of narrative, like a short form story, like a short film style commercial 
uh, I don't know if we can talk about it for for a car brand mm-hmm. for a certain car. I mean, brand. It's, it's already out. Oh, it is out. Yeah. So it yeah. was an Audi commercial mm-hmm. for uh, yeah, and it was basically a car commercial. Yeah, kind of long. It was like a period piece. Yeah. So, so basically, the, the it was a Audi through the ages kind of story. So it started with like a father teaching his kid how to drive stick in the seventies, and then that kid growing up with Audi in his life, eventually him becoming a father and then teaching his daughter in an Audi car, you know, um, along and, and, and had a lot of milestones of his life and his wife's life and then having a kid. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a very kind of beautiful, heartfelt story of like a lot of milestones in a person's life mm-hmm. connected to like the car manufacturer Audi and how mm-hmm. they were such a, you know, fan, fanboys of Audi. Yeah. And it, it was, um you know, a little cheesy, but it was kind of really beautiful at the same time it was i enjoyed it yeah and and in a great way and it turned out great it came out actually maybe Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago yeah there was one particular scene yeah and so what we want to talk about was there was a scene in the middle of that shoot because we were out for two weeks in virginia um where there was a deathbed scene so it was Mm -hmm. so crazy yeah Uh, it was a deathbed scene and, and it showed the main character um the 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 the, the main character all grown up um, and then him at the deathbed of his father holding his hand um, mm-hmm. as he's in while well, he's in a hospital bed uh, with his wife next to, with the main character's wife next to him and both of them kind of saying goodbye to the father and it was a very emotional scene I remember seeing that on the call sheet on the schedule yeah and I was like whoa this is what we're shooting today and I, I remember telling Jordan I was like dude and we and we started rolling our equipment, our carts into the hospital set. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Dude, I don't know if I can shoot the scene, bro." <laughs> so, yeah, I I usually try to stick as close as I can to the camera operator, the DP. Yeah. But for that shoot shot, I just kind of left. Uh, I left the room for yeah. a bit. I just didn't want to be not, in there. Yeah, be in that room, and it was just um, such an emotional, beautiful, raw scene. And even though it was a commercial. Um, I had this moment where I was reminded of the beauty of storytelling and, and filmmaking and mm-hmm. cinematography. And like what kind of feelings it can invoke in a person exactly, if done dude. like correctly. And... and I hadn't been reminded of that in so long. And I took this scene in a commercial that felt so real to me because I was like, like I lived it. I, I lived there. this I was, freaking I moment. I, was... I held my freaking dad's hand at his deathbed as he was taking his last breath oh god tearing up yeah and i was like holy fuck this is what cinema should be like this is it should bring you back to those moments of life it it should make you feel alive make you feel sad and god i was just so at this in that moment of that scene i was while we were shooting it i was pulling focus on it I was like fucking half tearing up and I was like half like I I could like crumble in the ball right now by all this emotion I'm feeling. But at the same time I was so amazed by the feeling of like the beauty of cinema. Um and I was like this is so beautiful the fact that this scene is making me relive that important moment in my mm-hmm. life. Um yeah. Yeah, it's I'm crying now. Ugh. That's all good. That's what the podcast is for. Beautiful. Tears. So that was me pulling, trying to not tear up oh, completely at the monitor I, I as I'm away. pulling voice. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to 
burst into tears, and I then you away. were. I walked away. You I, walked away completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like I was standing next to you, next yeah. to the next to your monitor. I was just kind of looking down, not really doing much, because I had my moment before we took the scene. Yeah, I started thinking about wow being next to my mother as she was in our house and in our house as she was as she was like dying yeah. and it's like i started thinking about all those moments that entire month that i still haven't come to terms with because yeah. i i don't i don't want to talk about that month yet yeah because that entire month of february just like i don't know where i was or who i was i just know that i was there to take care of my mom and i just started thinking about all those moments like the small little moments that 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 i had yeah and yeah i started like you do that thing where you look up try and like you kind of widen your eyes and you you blink a lot trying not to not to cry yeah and then i was just like all right i gotta distract myself somehow and, like, <laughs> and then yeah so i made sure like uh the operator was like set and he was good on everything he needed and yeah. then i i walked out of the room yeah i just i just had to i didn't want to be in there for that emotional scene yeah but it was such a yeah. I remember seeing it. I think I watched the commercial not too long ago, and I was seeing it. And I was like, I didn't even watch that it, was, yet. it was good. It was good. Yeah, I oh. like it. I liked. Yeah, I liked the whole thing. Maybe I just because I was part it. of it, and yeah. it was just yeah. It was a great. And great for you, commercial. did you have that similar moment of like, wow, this is what like cinema should feel like, sort of thing? Yeah. It was, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm reminded of like why I enjoyed doing this. Yeah. And you do commercials and music videos, which sometimes, and they don't have any like substance. Sometimes yeah. it feels mm -hmm. like it, mm -hmm. but then you come across something like this. It like, runs a little longer, has a more detailed storyline. Purpose, yeah. And it it just kind of hits you, yeah, right where it counts. Yeah. And yeah, I would definitely do that again. Yeah, that was um, that was such an important moment to me. And, and we even took a moment to thank the director and DP, mm -hmm, um, yeah. Nick and Todd, who are amazing. Shout out if they ever hear this. Um, we were like, dude, that was crazy for both of us. And mm -hmm. this is why we kind of told them our story of like, we just went through last year. We lost her, lost my dad, George lost his mom. When we were in that chair and mm -hmm. you guys just, just like, made that scene come to life mm -hmm. in the most beautiful way. So thank you for that. And, and, and looking back, like it wasn't in, in like in a scary way because I've you know with the help of therapy and this podcast and friends family support system church, um, I can look back and be like, and and not be afraid to think back at that moment and remember mm -hmm. holding my dad's hand, remember the feelings, the sensations, the sounds, the monitors beeping, God, all of it. They nailed it. It just and yeah. it, instead of it felt so real. And instead of me starting to get sad about it, I instead was like, I, yeah, I, I ended up telling him, I was like, dude, thank you guys, because this is such a raw emotional scene and you guys are telling that story. You guys are telling our story. Mm -hmm. Like, so thank you. Yeah. And they're I, like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, Yeah, I think that's why I had such a connection to that, to this little small project. Yeah. Just because of that scene and like what it, what it brought about. Yeah. Emotions. Um. Yeah, that was just a beautiful scene in that, and then the rest of the the commercial story was pretty amazing as well. As as, as that his dad passes away, the, the dad ends up um, raising a daughter with his wife, and then she grew. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it's just cycle, cycle, cycle repeats. repeats. 
And it's buy just, an Audi. Yeah, buy an Audi. <laughs> this commercial was sponsored by Audi. No, it wasn't. Please sponsor us. Um, please pay us. <laughs> Not yeah, pay us. again. No, they were, they were great. Please yeah, give us yeah. please give us a car. <laughs> we'll take a car. Some... Yes. That those cars. Remember when we Todd or DP got like a rental car that was the, the Audi A7, <laughs> one of the oh, that's sports right. cars. Yeah. And then that we was, got this we got bad this rental crappy, car, like Toyota. And I got this photo of George and Todd next to each other in their cars, and it was <laughs> that was like <laughs> DP's car, and then versus assistance car. Assistance car. It was funny. Um, where are we at? Twenty minutes. Wow, that was. Wow, that was interesting. Wow. We just talked 10 minutes about missing our flight and then 10 minutes about that moment. Yeah, we did. Wow. Um, but I do want to bring something to your attention. Yeah, what else is in your kind of bullet points that you want to hit? My bullet points. Uh, so I think it was late July, maybe just early August, but I'll put it in with July. Okay. I, I find out I tolerate coffee now. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. This epiphany happened while I was walking down the street, going to a bar, and someone swings open uh, the door to a Starbucks, I take a whiff, and uh-huh. and I was in my head, I was, that smells really good. Yeah. And I was never a coffee guy. And I think you'd be proud <laughs> that I, I tolerate or coffee enjoy now. my coffee now. Well, I made you You've a made cup of coffee. That was shit. No. Then was crappy. That then was crappy. Maybe I, now I made George a my palate custom grinded changed freshly grinded blue bottle coffee pour over. Mm-hmm. That was perfectly brewed, and that was your first time having black coffee, right? I, I guess as an adult, um, maybe. I don't know. I don't keep track of my coffee intake. No, but that was a start. So I'm glad you did, because. Coffee's great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all right. I'm getting there slowly. Well, okay, I'm proud of you. Well, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Um, coffee club. Coffee, well, coffee, also, coffee. on kind of that note, for July, recapping about July. So after we missed our flight, I came straight from Virginia to a shoot. Um, well, I guess it was late August, but we'll call it July. Um, to a shoot a friend was produ- was directing a short film my buddy oh, jason that's right this was actually end of july beginning of august um but i was kind of help i was helping produce it mm-hmm. um order the camera equipment with panavision oh that's a loud car um is that help- no. i was helping produce it um take care of the camera order uh help the dp kind of get connected with panavision because I, I work with panavision a lot um, and, and yeah, that kind of thing. And, and it was cool. It, and I think connecting it back to that moment of, um, uh, remembering why we got into the business at all and the, the beauty of storytelling, mm-hmm. um, that during that scene, that deathbed scene on that Audi commercial. Um, I kind of also got that kind of wake up call when I helped my friend bring his dream to life as a producer or, or mm. like, I like I helped kind of coordinate, like, yeah, basically coordinate the camera package and also helped them put in some money. Mm-hmm. And it just felt good. And again, I had that feeling of, wow, like, this is what filmmaking is about, like, telling stories. And it got me back to that root of, I want to, the reason I got back, the reason I got into this business is because I want to tell 
a story, you know. I want to tell my story. I want to tell my friend's story, my mm-hmm. family, my mom, my dad's story. Um, so that way our voices can be heard. We all learn more about each other in the different parts of the world, and the world becomes a better place. Yeah. Um, so now that, you're starting a Kickstarter for your. <laughs> it's a slow burn. Slow uh, burn. I've been working. I've been developing this basically a biopic of my mom and dad and their whole story of be first cool. being first generation Peruvian Americans and and their story because um, it's yeah I, I think it's the important one to tell and as much as I think to myself I you know oh, oh this is everyone else's story everyone else has heard it too like no it's not no, no. one else has told a story of my life of my parents life of mm-hmm. going from one country to another having no connections, no family there, building a life, raising kids, building a business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's growing the something economy there. Yeah, it's very important at the moment, especially with all these immigration laws Dude. and yeah. everything that's happening uh, at the border. And Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and we feel very strongly about this because we're sons we're, Yeah, we're both Latino, first-generation Latinos, mm-hmm. sons of immigrants, yeah. And, and and our voices, your voice is so even more important nowadays than we think it is. And mm. so I'm trying to remind myself that of like, I can make a difference. And I'm trying to motivate other people to be like, dude, you can make a difference. Speak up mm-hmm. if you know you need to get educated on certain things, learn to stand up for yourself, your rights, and, and don't be afraid to tell your story because I'm pre- because hablando, hablando se, se entiende la gente. My mom has a saying. I think it's Peruvian. You just laughed at my Spanish. You Sorry, jerk. I just, no, I just thought of um, <laughs> the, the Democratic... Uh, Caucus? No, the or Democratic the, the uh, debate? debates okay. and how they how they throw in Spanish every now and then. <laughs> and I just, yeah. <laughs> that's Sorry, what it sounded that, like. That's exactly what you did. You're like, you just suddenly switched and it really <laughs> caught me off guard. And, and the word, the most American accents ever. Uh, that's fine. I actually I remember when they do that's funny. I miss the last couple of ones. But it's true. Hablando se my mom has a saying, which she used to say all the time. She still says it. Hablando se se entiende la gente. Right. Only with talking yeah. things out do people understand each other. Mm-hmm. And especially in this political climate without getting too political. That involves storytelling, filmmaking, you know? Mm-hmm. And we need to not forget that and not just forget about the get so tunnel visioned with making money, whatever, having a life, paying bills, that we forget about the bigger picture that we were created to, inside each one of us, like, we have a story to tell. We were created to, mm-hmm. to tell that story, to live it out. Yeah, every person lives an intricate, intricate life as yours. Yeah. And just some people never tell it. Yeah. It's always a fun thing. There's a word for that. I don't know. I, I like, I Googled it like a couple days ago. <laughs> Um, Google. Yeah, because if What's someone, if someone like looked at you, like, not well, I'm trying to think of an example. Like it wasn't. I had a meeting with a DP for this project that I've coming up, um, mm-hmm. and I started telling him a story about my dad and my mom, and he was like, "Whoa!" Like, and it, it was kind of that moment that we connected. And I thought we connected, and same thing with you. Like, you know, if I had first met you, it'd be like, "Cool," on the surface. Yeah. Looks like a regular dude. Looks like an asshole. Looks like an asshole. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, looks like an asshole. And, and 
But then once you hear your story, you know. Wow, this guy really is an asshole. <laughs> no, man. You, you freaking... No, no, I, I know. I'm great. You're great. The greatest. The fact that... So, I don't even know if we talked... We talked about it a little bit, but you're, you know, you gave up months of your life to take care of your sister as your mom passed away and your dad, you know, was still working and figuring mm-hmm. things out. You gave up your life to take care of your sister during that season and that's so commendable dude and i wouldn't know that looking I, at you from the surface i'd be like cool guy looks like ooh. a like a game looks like his nintendo switch and i do right. have a nintendo switch. yeah i i love it y'all should get one but best console but if you gen. dig deeper with georgia revelo or with anyone you will find there's i'm all video games and i'll talk no action <laughs> there's always so much more to the story and so you'll find my I feel like you're avoiding a conversation. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I think I am. My bad. But you're subconsciously defense, defense, defense mechanism. mechanism. <laughs> yep, my bad. You don't want to accept any compliments. No, yeah. Um, no, that's, <laughs> that's true. That is very true. I think we talked about this back in uh, episode we four. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. I have such a low opinion of myself. Uh, but mm. yeah, I gave up. I don't want to say I gave up, but I, I dedicated a lot of time to, to my family during that time. And I wasn't taking care of myself uh, yeah. mentally, very much so mentally that I just, I, I eventually broke and pu- pushed like so many people away wow. for a couple of months. And as I think we were, this kind of goes back to the topic, topic and I talked about it in episode one, yeah. uh, just kind of, I slowly came out of it through, through narrative storytelling, through video games. Yeah. I remember that. It's yeah, fascinating. That. Wow. It's wow. Full circle right there. Yeah. Wow. Look storytelling. Brought it back. That's how we do it. Storytelling. The beauty of storytelling. Storytelling is a beautiful thing. <sighs> Connects wow. us all one way or another. It's all connected, brah. 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 And that will conclude the <laughs> episode. And on the next episode of Set Getting seven? Georgia Open Up. No. <laughs> no, just kidding. Don't. Um, I do want to hear more about this other, this uh, you not believing in yourself. I know we touched. Oh, on we'll a get into couple that eventually. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I think that's reflecting. a good place to kind of leave off this mm-hmm. episode for July, wink, twenty nineteen, wink. wink, wink. Yes. Uh this is Georgia Revelo, and this is uh, Joseph Soria, and signing off. Bye bye. Do 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 do.